Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are here with our final installment and coverage of the OA with season two. And now the five of us, once rooks and vets, now on the same page, ready to do the movements and go into a dimension where the OA has a season three. Correct. Ooh, <laughs> man, I love that one. That was a good intro. I Thank love you. that. Woo! Yes. As cringy as the hand signs are, I'll do them. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. You can't possibly think they're still cringy with the machines doing it. That'll rock your world. I love that. Help. That helped for sure. Yeah, the machines are pretty (laughs) dope. (laughs) That the machines made my love list for sure. That episode mind fucked me right at the end. Just when she fucking kills herself, and then oh, we're jumping there. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying that that part fucked me up real good, and I, the whole season as a whole, I just couldn't get enough of. Yeah, speaking of that, I loved the song choice they put behind it because it was like a, was like a country, like oh, when um Elodie does when it, when Elodie does it, and it's just this really intense moment. But they, the song choice was really interesting. It, was and it really worked, but it's not what I would have put. It wasn't intense. It wasn't harrowing. It was just like the name. I should have written down. Is the name. Elodie the French girl? Yeah, I didn't put yeah. her name down, but. She is amazing. She is mm-hmm. such an incredible character and she's so important. I do have a just off the top of the head question. When she did the signs with the robots for the first time for Hap after they, they hooked up, didn't she jump? And then she jumped. She, and then she jumps and back she to the back. same. Because that was the part that was confusing to me that I was like, I thought she was just gone. She does say he he brought me to a hospital. So we're not really entirely sure if she like died on the we don't know like what happened after the scene went cut out right yeah yeah, yeah that's true. Um, although we know that she's kind of an expert traveler yeah, at this totally. point so it's not outside of her abilities to okay do so. we don't really know what she can and can't do. here here's my first like but what the fuck about this is <laughs> if what she said is true and we're just like okay by the way we're just jumping in as if yes. you've listened to the first two installations of this fuck okay, yeah great so season two, the OA, I'm assuming we don't meet LED until like what? Episode seven, eight, nine, ten. No, only I think it's like five eight. or six. Mid season. Yeah. yeah. Far enough along. But she says that um, basically people have either willed themselves or bound themselves somehow to other to other people. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say that her role is important enough in this season two dimension we're in that does she have a counterpart in the season one dimension that we entered? That's a great conversation to have because what I originally thought was the we get okay, so we get an explicit reveal at, at one point where Kareem is basically the brother, quote unquote, mm. they use the word brother, right? The mm-hmm. protector of the OA. The do original. we do we is that confirmed? They mm. who is it who is it that says it? Was it her? That, yeah, it's like your brother, and she's like, I don't have a brother. And they say in every dimension he's sent to protect you. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was explicit because I think the the how the episode is shot, it flashes to Kareem getting the realization of it could be I forget what it's they do cut to him. Yeah, yeah it literally could be the scene when Ruskin is talking to him about like how the he's the fourth item that appears in all these people's dreams and stuff like that puts that 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 clout on his name a little bit but then (laughs) i was thinking that it could have been it could have been the french girl and i'm gonna keep calling her that because elodie elodie i was thinking it could be rizza med in season one i was thinking like deep is that that the fbi guy yeah Yeah, no i think that is for a fact him in the season in season one right i think she was this dimension's cartoon yeah, but that Katoon wasn't in that dimension. Like Katoon was in a yeah, but she was elsewhere. This, this is the most guiding force that 
prairie OA Nina has gotten in this dimension. This is the most like over like besides old night. <laughs> God, oh, I feel like we really need to take a goddamn step okay, back. Okay, you're right, you're right. Because we got introduced to basically interdimensional entities that are going to exist in different realities. And how the fuck did we get here from episode one of season one? That's why this show is beautiful and amazing. Set it up. Agreed. Because it's like, what the motherfuck? Where? That's why that multiple choice question that I asked you guys in the episode one is just like, how? How do we get there? But yeah, you're right. Okay, so we have all these different freaking entities. And because we don't have any answers, it's going to be all speculation from here on out. But from my understanding, we have to we have to know the French girl is something. Kareem can be an option for something. And then the FBI agent is something. And who is what? I it's just guesswork at this point. So I, I kind of feel like Elodie isn't the the brother protector of OA because she also had an interaction with Hap. And not only that, but she like greatly helped Hap. She pretty much gave him the movement robots, which is the coolest part of season two. Yeah, and I was like, don't give him those. What the I feel fuck? like she's more of a guide. She's not a protector. She's a That's guide. why I'm getting Katoon vibes. I don't think there would be multiple versions of Katoon. Like, I no, feel like she would no, be able to I see agree. all of the universes. I agree. As one with being. Dave. But if Elodie's point is correct in that integral people to your story, to your trajectory, will be in every dimension, this she feels like an integral part to this dimension's storyline. Where was she in the season one dimension? I like that thought. She? I just don't, in my heart, I don't think it's Katoon, but I still like that idea. I would yeah. agree with it. If, if in season three they dropped it, yeah, that it was Katoon, I'd be like, fuck yeah. That's no, just great. that you liked it but is I, all I needed. Oh, I love <laughs> it. That's what we're doing. We have to theorize. <laughs> but I will everything. say, before we kind of just like jump to the beginning, um, I read a theory once in my um, travels in the last two years since I watched this fucking show um, that there's there might be some significance. Why is everything like the OA hap is HAP? LOD sounds like LOD. It's not mm. like like there's a lot of like three letters. And there's a lot of yeah, BBA. There's a lot of initials and things like that. Speaking of BBA, now we're really hopping around. I love when Rachel Wait, sings but the I didn't three. Think of Go back. What, what about it? What about the? the what about no, no. I think it's a season three, four, and five um, reveal. I, I don't think, think it's. I think I brought that up in the season one. I saw NDE and then BBA and then all that. And I didn't even think about LOD as being a three-letter acronym. That's interesting. So yeah. I, there's definitely. And BBA, we saw, was very important by the end of the season. Like, she was a constant theme. And totally. So all the anagrammed or annotated characters seem to be like of more importance, maybe totally. in some sense, maybe not importance, but they have some influence to a degree. I think I love the show. It was so good. Okay. Wait, so let's go to the beginning. Yeah. So we open and it seems like a completely different show. Now, were you guys expecting Michelle to be Buck? Because we had just watched it. So so there is two years in between. I did not rewatch season one before I watched season two. So when they're saying Michelle, I'm like, who's this cream dude? He's fucking hot. But my brain isn't in the right spot right now to be watching this. I, I remember being like, yo, sick. Dude, Love I didn't, to see it. I didn't figure it out until it's the one episode where it transitions from Kareem calling out Michelle. Come to on, man. Her. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> Luke gave me shit for it, too, because he was like, dude, you get that it's hint like, way early on. And I was like, yeah, now actor. that I rewatched, I get that. But in the moment, I was like, I did not. I didn't come together until literally the father was saying Michelle. And then she's like, it's Buck. And I was like. That makes so much fucking sense. <laughs> I got to say big shouts to that actor, uh, Ian Alexander, for having to 
return to their Agreed. dead name gender identity to fucking pull off the show that is just deserves props Agreed. i remember also not remembering the first watch through but the second watch through it was so fresh i was just thinking the first time i heard michelle i associate that right with dimension one yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna yeah, do dimension good. one that's two good. three yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I also think it was super clever because they barely say Michelle. It is Buck. The, the people we love it calls him Buck. For, yeah, and it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. I think it was really well done. But is it too early to jump the gun to the end with Michelle if we're staying with the character? Well, let's just say yes. so we open okay. with Kareem. We get this brand new character. What did you guys think? Because we didn't get the That's OA nice. until the middle of that episode, waking up, uh, having traveled. Obviously, we figured out that. She got the gunshot wound and she traveled after that. So what did you guys think? I would say for me, since I did binge the entire season one and then went right into season two, I was just clamoring for more to OA's story. I wanted to know what happened to her. And we don't even touch on her until like 40 minutes into season two. But Kareem did a good job of getting me invested into that character. He seemed like cool, calm, collected. I know they wouldn't just give him that much hot, that much screen. (laughs) I know they wouldn't just give him that much screen time unless he was going to be a guy. So like I was with him. I feel like I was distracted. Like I was I fell into a place where I'm like, oh, I'm not watching another show. And like, I like this show just as much. Yeah, me too. That's what it felt like. I like I had to swipe the the keypad a little bit to make sure I was still watching the OA, you know, like. (laughs) Wait, I also saw something today I was reading. I think it was a Vulture article saying they were kind of shitting on season one, saying they, that Brit and Zal didn't know what the fuck they were doing, which pissed me off. But they were like, I think that with the time they took to make season two, they realized that wacky, weird shit works better in like procedural detective dramas. And I was like, interesting, because I mean, having Kareem kind of lead this investigation to look for somebody and then they merge it does draw you in, right? Like you're following him. You, we had no idea. We're going in here hoping for OA, Steve, any Homer, and we don't get that. But we're like, oh, sick. This it, is cool. It lets an audience who might not be open to the concepts that are being put on display have more access to it because we're now being like, it's a mystery, though. It's a mystery, though. Okay, we're, we're putting it at the front. Like there's a detective, and therefore it's a <laughs> yeah. mystery. Okay. <laughs> I think my boy had depth, too, because as the season goes on, you find out so much subtle stuff about his background. And he wasn't the cookie cutter, like just lawman who was going to get this done. Like he was willing to break the law, all that. You find out about how he has that checkered past with the girl that he loves. who He lost her. That gives him a little bit of emotional depth. It's Mo. And, yeah, yeah, it's Mo. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. By the end of the season, he deserved all the screen time he got. Great. And I... I know we talked about um, at the end of our last podcast how you were saying that we don't, Brian, that is that you were saying that we don't really get a lot with some of the kids. I think you brought that up. And I thought that as well. And going into the season, I was hoping to re-remember why I loved some of them and like why we loved Steve so much. I kind of forgot when we were doing the early podcast. But after you rewatch season two and then you go back and rewatch season one, that's when you realize like he's steve is incredible and just the way that they split they didn't focus too much on the kids because i feel like it would have gotten boring in dimension one if they gave him too much screen time and that's where kareem came in and just shined because he was just a fresh face he was interesting he had depth and he just made the show work especially with that drop at the end how he's also he could be the the entity that's also in multiple dimensions with the oa so that all that just makes it super fucking interesting (laughs) you mentioned his name earlier but speaking of contenders for potential protectors Steve could be one too. Yeah. Like we don't oh. know. Yeah. Cause he is, yeah. 
like so obsessed with her. Like their relationship is definitely very interesting. And I don't know. Obviously, we have no way to tell that that's accurate statement. This is just me theorizing, but I really think Steve would be a good contender for that. Even when OA Prairie as Nina goes into the pool room with all the flowers that Hap is showing her, she pulls Steve out of the water. The she them, sees everyone like, else. What'd you say? The rest of them, she's just like French. Yeah, French. <laughs> and she's like Steve. Could be a literal not Steve. Could be a literal brother too. They're both blonde. You know, they look a little like. That's possibly, not bad. You know, I don't know. That could be just a twist coming. I just, for me, for Steve, it's how much he believes in her when it's so wacky. He's the one keeping them all together. I mean, he's like, come on, we'll just jump. Let's fucking go. I want to add on that Elodi introduced. Well, really, just confirmed that having the will is what drives people to be able to jump. And I would say Steve 100% of BBA plus the boys is the one that had the will. And I think OA probably saw that or kind of felt it. Didn't really know what it was when she first met Steve. But she was saying, like, I think this guy's got something to do with it. What do you think then about the message that it was only safe for BBA to go when Steve ended up being the one to jump? I... I mean, I guess that they knew on the other side that she was the medium because BBA was a medium like we find that out as the season progresses and that's the only reason why it would have been safe for her to jump or so I didn't really understand that if th- I'm being that's honest. exactly one of the things I was trying to point out or say in our pre-podcast talk of how you understand or at least I did it did you guys do you know why that it's only BBA Mm-mm. because I thought it was and I could be wrong here so the whole thing when Rachel right she can't the the jumper who can't talk traveler can't talk in this dimension when she goes over to the door in Hap's lab and she opens the door at the end of it's like episode four i think and you don't see what she sees which is of course all the people the puddles, in there yeah. the garden yeah. yeah so i was under the impression that to me that was like a click moment because i think that's why only safe for bba because if any of the other ones jump to this dimension they're gonna they're trapped and dead in a coma <gasps> right dude right you got me fucked up right now I Luke. Was so happy when I realized that. In the second Luke, watcher, I was like, "That's why only BBA can be there." And they explicitly didn't show her having the seed, so Luke, like she was the only one. Luke enlightened me a little earlier this week on that that idea. Well, it's fact now. It has it has to be it has to be fact. No, but yeah. so I, I just thought it was a really the the directors or producers did a really good job of directing you and thinking you know that everything in dimension one was going wrong because BBA was now like Amber alerted. So it just made it feel like it's only safe for BBA because she has nothing here anymore. She has to get out of here. But it's not that. And when you told me it's that, I was like, that is just way more deeper. And I just can appreciate the show that much more. And that's why Rachel is the only one who had that knowledge. And she's the one that told him because she saw the bodies in there. So correct me if I'm wrong, but all the people that when Rachel and eventually uh, Nina slash OA went into that, that pool area, it was only French, Steve, Scott, Jesse, Buck wasn't in there. Yet. No, no Buck because Buck is in the bed as Michelle. Okay, so that's and the assumption is that all three of those kids in that dimension before season the events of season two had already gone through the game and jumped through the stained glass. Correct. Window. And okay. Angie can and fuck off. And Angie can fuck off. Glad we got that one straight. <laughs> and Perry had already seen Buck die in this dimension. Correct. At the stained glass window. On camera. On yeah. camera. So she knew that too. Well, I guess Rachel wouldn't have known that. No, but, but still, uh, it still holds. Like Buck is the Buck and BBA oh, would be the only true. two that could still be it. But mm-hmm. mm, did did OA tell um Rachel and Scott in the rec room though that she thought that 
No, she didn't know no, this. She, this know, she, didn't, she, she didn't, didn't meet know this. Uh, Kareem by that point. Yeah. Yeah. They also have no idea who Michelle is, is or, yeah. or Bob. So remember OA had that scene in isolation where she drew that really good picture of the boys oh in BBA. So like she gave that to Rachel and I guess Rachel recognized them and was able yeah. to spiritually navigate Love that. to Rachel. That was a great picture. I thought that was going to be like, Phenomenal oh, picture, no, dude. wait, I thought that that was on my second rewatch. I still didn't know what was going on. And I thought that that was a skill that our Nina in this dimension two picked up from another nd i was like oh she became an artist the first one became a violin player that's also my head cannon now so hell yeah (laughs) yeah there it is but that also okay so the reason that the oa could even talk to the old knight or the 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 entity like the the tree entity right at the house is because she was in nina right it had nothing to do with the fact that she was the oa it was the fact that she jumped into Nina's body, who was a medium. No, so no, they no, no, came. No. To, they were been coming to her for years through the wind, and when they did the flashbacks of Prairie on the back of Steve's bike, oh, like with incredible. the wind and everything, I was like tears in the chat. Yeah, but I thought the reason like she couldn't completely grasp it and understand it until that moment, until Dimension Two, was because she wasn't a medium, and it was just whispers and like, am I wrong? Maybe she wasn't a fully realized medium, something like that. But I think OA in the first dimension still had those abilities. I, I, I'm on your side, Luke. I just because she, we never know because it's not like we ever see Nina like grabbing trees and like touching them to hear the voice of all things. You know, it's just she's hearing it through the wind, which isn't really alive. Or Prairie doesn't hear anything because she's not. And she doesn't touch anything that's alive, like the tree, old knight. Yeah, he was alive. So that's my take. But I, you, we don't know. We don't know. It seems to me like the skills are are always present, right? It's just a matter of what forked path you're on that opens up whether or not you unlock them. This show is so fucking good. Like, how do you take on this kind of concept? Like just oh god! Britt so Marling funny. was valedictorian at Georgetown. Worked at Goldman Sachs oh, and was yes. like, "This doesn't mean anything." Then she worked as like, or she left this life with Zal, her boy, to become. I forget what they're called, but they basically like live on the streets and dumpster dive they're for like a super time. Vegans, they can't purchase anything they just have to scavenge for everything and she lived like that then she was in um what are the what are those awards that are like for indie films um she won a bunch of sundance ones that she wrote and starred in was like zal i'm calling him zal it might be zal zal i'm not sure zal yeah a three-letter word (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah they're just been partners for forever she is just She's just grasping for meaning in her real life as well, which I think she's just so genuinely smart and cool. And that's how she they can they come up with this crazy shit because you have to be genius level to do this shit. On an absolute 180, can you read our stupid ass? Um, <laughs> okay, notes? so as a on the season two, hold on, I gotta... on the season one recap, me and Julie at the end wrote down everything we remembered from season two. Five because things. It was scarce. Five things. And this is Julia's. Octopus. Got it. Chessboard. Uh, close. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, I I was thinking the puzzle, the mosaic. Yeah. For for y'all, come on. Okay. Um, beach, and then it says disadvantaged youth see beach for the first time. Love that beautiful moment. Garden bodies. 
and French is gay. Oh, you remembered the garden bodies. So Somehow, somewhere. And mine says By the skin of French my teeth. Is gay. <laughs> mine is six things. I have Zendaya, beaches, octopus, hospitals, Brit Marling. And then when I wrote Brit Marling, because of the very last moment I wrote Brit Marling, Julia looked at me like I was stupid. And then I wrote Julia is stupid. And then Homer, but not is what I wrote because he's Homer, but not. I, I think I don't have it on me, but all I wrote was basically Zendaya. <laughs> uh, I said de- detective storyline. And then I think the last thing was um, Hey Hap. Like I just because I was that. all about Great the one. end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to bring this up while I remember it because I was reading something. The uh, Old Knight actually tells the OA her, his real name. And he says it's like uh, Azrael. Yes, Azrael, who is the god of death. That's like a the old knight octopus says oh, okay, like, okay. my real name is Azure. They call me the old knight in this dimension or wherever he says. But does that have some symbolism to it right there? Because if it is the god of death, maybe that just I mean that takes the old knight off the table for being the brother, I guess. But like it also oh. puts it on Cthulhu level, right? I agree. Mm, he could be the Cthulhu in this yeah. in this D. In this D in this D. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's by far the craziest part of this season. It's absolutely bonkers. I mean, it was cool to get the reveal of why she had those things on her arms because ROA has the scars on her back. It's kind of cool that this dimension Nina has like wacky shit too. Because she, I love when Nina, OA as Nina is like, her body's so soft. She lived a soft life. I did not live a soft life. I. It's crazy. And I remember the first time watching just being like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> it, it's almost like uh, it, it opens. It, it kind of reminds me of elements in season one where you're like, you got to just fucking buy into it. Yeah. Like you've you got to just see past how goddamn wacky it is. And it also reminds me of the quote, it, it Hap's quote in the end where it's like, things seem inconceivable until someone else does them. And it's like, maybe the shit's happening in our dimension. And we are just like, our minds are just not open up to the possibility of of an octopus sitting on stage. You know, actually really love that speech he gave about the four minute mile. Uh, I was like, it's true. That is Hap is a crazy motherfucker. Fuck that guy. I hate him with all my being. But but he's a scientist and could do good if he had any morals whatsoever. He's willing to just murder people he's for the angel of death. Yeah, he's re- willing to murder people for these whatever. Yeah, because they do call him the angel of death. At some point, right? Uh, Scott? The angel hunter. I oh, that's what, yeah. angel, that's what it is. Angel, angel of death is old night. So I do want to add on, they alluded to in a couple conversations in this season that Hap is not evil Hap in all dimensions. There are some dimensions where because, you know, Hap, OA and Dr. Roberts are connected through dimension to dimension. But they alluded to the fact that Hap wasn't like evil in some dimensions and that him and OA had positive (laughs) interactions. You seem pretty like genuine in the uh, the very final scene with the the movies when he was John Isaacs. Like he seemed pretty because one Jason. yeah or Jason Isaacs yeah sorry he like when OA falls from the height he's like oh my like in his different accent so at that point in time I didn't think it was gonna be Hap again I thought he had got his memories wiped like Homer did for a second but in the end you see him like his genuine reaction where he's like freaking out that ne- or whatever her name is in right. dimension. no matter yeah. what dimension it is hap loves prairie oh wait, God, yeah. he's obsessed he's and in this one they're married like you said they're married to each other i'm obsessed <laughs> <laughs> you know that tiktok wait <laughs> 
No. You don't me. understand. No, I did a TikTok that just really threw me through a hundred loops. Um, I remember how absolutely shook I was flipping my bed over when that happened because rewatching it, you see there's that scene where they say, He's British and he's calling you Brit. Yes, that's Scott's NDE. And it's I know. And I remember being (laughs) wait, I'm sorry. What was Scott's NDE? Scott's NDE is that. So they go through a scene where um, Hab is like to Homer, Dr. Roberts, I need you to talk to Scott and get his NDE. And he's saying like Hap is talking to O.A., He's calling her Brit and he has a British he's accent. He's calling her a B name, she says. He, he says, says Brin. Brin with an N, right? Oh, Correct? Because I wrote yes. that, but I was like, maybe my closed captioning camera, is off. He says cameras are in the air. Like, things yeah. like that. So, and then they also say is something like, everyone is calling her OA, but she doesn't yes, refer to herself exactly that way. It. Which is a cool riddle because it's like, she, yeah. she's getting called OA because she's on the she's set. filming the OA. Yes. So, yes. It's fucking and insane ending was such a and that's the that is the, so good i googled if jason isaac and Brit Marley were that's the reality <laughs> that he or the dimension that he chooses to go when he eats that petal because he's selecting one off of scott yes yeah gotcha yeah yeah <laughs> if that was their real actor name. So he didn't correct. Which but doesn't that make it even crazier? Is yeah, man. Is that they so the whole perp what I got from the second rewatch basically was, especially from the French, from the I'm not gonna remember her name, the French traveler says that there's infinite amount of multiverses, but the farther you get from your original dimension, like the weirder the universe can be, right? There's echoes is the word she uses. So when so I'm assuming if you're gonna jump to a multiverse that's relatively close on the map it's going to be more similar. And the farther you get, the, the more wild it is. So what people are saying is that this isn't a jump into our dimension. Be- it's a jump into one very close to our dimension because the two actors aren't married in real life. So obviously people start to theorize that once we get to season three, four, like they could have done some literal next level shit where they jump into our dimension and like do some crazy, like the it's endless what they could have done in like real world events. Like they could have done something stupid just like as a big social media crazy thing. Like what the fuck's going on in Europe right now? And it's like them. That's what kind of what the path that I thought they were taking with jumping to a dimension very similar to ours, but not ours. So it was kind of getting away from the original and closer to ours Mm -hmm. as the seasons go on. Like it could be wild where they went. Here's the callback that I really like about how the season wrapped up is Dr. Rhodes. Is that her name? Marla Rhodes saying that what set her over the edge was that there were things from people's dreams, which we have not even talked about, that started bleeding into real life. We are now seeing the reverse of that, where what we're watching as people sitting in our living rooms on watching our Netflix on our screen, and then it converts to a place where these are the real actors, they're using their names. It's like blurring that border between dream or like not real and uh, like what our reality is. So it's that like same kind of concept of like the dream bleeding into real life being like, that's what deja vu. Not even, it's not even deja vu. It's more just like this, like unnaturalness to the way that we consume entertainment. It is now bled into our reality in a way that we were not expecting, you know, it just broke my brain. <laughs> I've, overall though, season two, like going back to what you said five minutes ago about how season one people are like not all into it. That was me. I literally did not 
if I didn't do this for the podcast and I didn't have people telling me to watch season two, I don't think I would have continued with the show, to be honest. Wow. It was that much of a jump from like okay television to like just it was confusing television. It wasn't like okay, it was good you television. Gotta commit to it. But once I got literally from episode one, you guys saw how often I was texting. I was like, one day I was like, just finished episode one. This like within a few hours, I was like, all right, episodes four done. Like yeah. I was absolutely loving every second. Whereas like episode season one didn't do that as well for me where this season I was more so every episode was great which makes sense because it's an expanse on season one yeah. and it helps explain more things but season two was just so perfect honestly like I would honestly Whoa. consider almost like I would say like a nine out of ten for me like that was Agreed. like a crazy crazy good show I loved it I just am pissed now that I'm part of the cult that won season three we need more voices to add to the uh commentary get it back get it back save it you know it's crazy hearing dave not realizing that brent marling jason isaacs is their name not everyone is crazy googling like we are at, while we watch and the average viewer won't know that her name is brent marling i know i know it says it every fucking episode it says brent marling huge skip that intro had no idea exactly anyone's name well, in real life right and it's like wow People may not have even understood how fucking epic and groundbreaking those last five minutes would have been. That was me until five minutes ago. <laughs> right. I loved it regardless. Yeah. Because it was dimension, ho dimension hopping. It just takes the most high level sci fi concept, put a creative spin on it, and write the fuck out of it and yeah. make it work. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that we're only two seasons, two fifths of the way through the story, and all of this is like clicking. There's, there's rewatch value. There's all of this stuff. Like, could you imagine the strings that she was going to connect in the end? I just. It's impossible to guess where it was going to go, but all I know is that it was going to make history for sure. Agreed. It's like one of the most creative pieces of entertainment ever. Agreed. So going back, just to ask, I bear, I think we barely talked about the, the boys and BBA, <sighs> which are great, but it sucks because every time they were on screen was sad. It's dreary and bleak, depressed. and I was depressed as well. And I feel like it sucks that Owe left them that way. Mm -hmm. She came into these people's lives who needed this, right? They needed something to believe in, which is what we were saying in, in season one. The Owe and Prairie storyline season one was kind of bleak, right? I mean, she's uh, she is just trying to get people to understand her. She's trying to get back to her, the Homer, who she loves. And she knows these people are still trapped with Hap. And she's kind of bleak. And then she just leaves them and has this epic storyline. I've kind of felt bad that I was like, Nina and Kareem forever. I love this. And then every time like Steve and them were on, I'm like, I love these people, but sad, really fucking sad. And it's kind of interesting that they this the concept of her like explaining this to them leaving them and then them having to like either move on from it or stay with it and their lives are just terrible now what did you guys think one versus the other were you super into one versus the other did you not like one of them what was it i think they spent so long like in season one committing to oa and believing in her that when she left like you just posed the question they could either leave it be and move on or they could continue with it. You have no choice but to continue with it. And like Steve never lost the faith because of the will that he has. They kept getting the tiniest validations that could keep them going. And like they were all about to legitimately quit. And then Buck's like, well, 
fuck, I just saw Rachel in my mirror. That can't be a coincidence. And they're like, all right, I guess we're going to Gary, Indiana to the Goodwill to get this mirror so we can listen to Rachel. Okay. Like what, what else are you supposed to do at that point? Um, but again, you touched on, they were all looking for something in season one and you know, they had a way kind of bring them together and guide them when she was gone. They were just dropped back into their shitty lives. Let's be honest. They all had shitty lives. So, yeah, but, they, they had to continue with what they believed in. But did you I, like one other than the other? Like, were you OK with their storyline? Did you enjoy it? I or enjoyed you- it personally. I enjoyed both storylines very much. But I will be honest. I think whenever Kareem was on screen, I was like, give me more of this yeah. universe. Like, I loved it just because I guess it was something new and fresh for us. Like, we had already got the, the boys in, you know, season one. So we already had enough. But the one obstacle for me that was really game changing for the show in season two was the death of Jesse. That was like so sad because one, they're already kind of falling off the the trail of hope for the OA being an actual angel and being able to dimension hop. And the fact that they failed in that moment also to res Jesse made me think like kind of going back to the end of season one, I was like, okay, is this like, is this real again? Like, am I like, did none of that actually happen? But of course it was real. Like, but that, was a game changing moment for me in season two, just because faith was declining. Jesse dies. They can't res him. Steve's running back to the beach by himself to just hope something happens. And it just doesn't, but it, everything comes back full circle, but it was so that was insane for me to answer your original question. Yes, I agree. The The boys storyline with BBA was definitely a little bit more gloomy. I, I like that. They kind of isolated that storyline in their own two episodes, mm-hmm. like two episodes were very centric on them. Because I think Agreed. they knew people weren't going to be as interested. And the rest of the six were just all in the other dimension. Why? But I, I think it was gloomy and dreary by design. Agreed. Yeah. Why did it not work the first time? The, the second movement not heal Jesse? Because it was it too far gone. Because I... I think he's been dead for a while. For the whole night. Like you could have just Agreed. Okay. I, I, I assume he went to bed and was like, slap those fentanyl patches on and you just... Just don't wake up. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I want to know who's it was either Julia or Luke who said it. I really liked what they said. They said when Steve got back or when they were doing the movements, they thought the uncle was going to li- live. So one of you said that I know, it wasn't me. No, not me. Really? I thought but it was either a, one I, of you that when they were doing the movements, try to revive Jesse, that the uncle was going to get better. Maybe. And I was like, that was a great theory. Yeah. It wasn't me. It was one of you, too. I think it was Luke, but yeah, I don't think not that's... on pod. I wouldn't have said no, that. not on pod. Oh, okay. That it was off really pod. Remember. I don't remember. Maybe it was Jimmy because Jimmy binged. True. Yeah, it absolutely. That sounds like a Jimmy theory. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that was a great theory. Yeah, yeah. no, that's... he was just like, yo. Yeah, but it, uh, that made me think of something when Brian was talking about the Dimension One people, and I, I said it a little bit earlier. But there's a lot of just crazy concepts in this show. Some are just symbolism, metaphors. Others are legit rules of like what the dimension traveling is. And so one of the things we talked about in season one, I actually asked you guys not remembering the answer that we get in season two of what you think about leaving the door open for when she's telling the stories. And in season two, it's confirmed that that meant something Mm -hmm. like it actually had an effect because it allowed Rachel to get for her to her mind to get into the house and go into the Buck's mirror because if she didn't have her door open, none of that would have happened. But did did Owe, how did Owe know that that was a thing at the time that she, she instructed the boys to leave the doors open? Great question. Are you challenging the original angel? <laughs> right now I am for the purposes oh, of man. the podcast. No, I, I don't um, know. But she, 
when she said when she tells them in the beginning it's always she just says you yeah. need to let me in and have you have you i always just took it as an element of trust i didn't ever feel like i needed a validation that there was like that but it was cool that that buck applied it he was like i think i just left my door open i think she just like at the moment that she knew that there were multiple dimensions and universes i think at that point in time when souls travel she has all that information in her head she maybe just didn't think that it was important enough to share it but to me it's just like she got all that information about different universes and soul traveling that you know she could just know that if the door is closed that the soul wouldn't be able to reach where it needs to go i also think that there's many times and i can't name one in the show off the top of my head that oh we just knows things she feels them yeah. and i think that could just be something that we have to just trust that she it, knew that that's something that it she also could do. be information that she had in another universe that kind of just bled into her oa mind that yeah. she just knew so there's that too but um fuck i was just gonna comment on something i can't remember oh going back to the very beginning since we skipped over it when see episode one ends and it's the oa going into dr percy's room and it's fucking hap i was yeah. like i want to see some fucking fisticuffs being thrown <laughs> right now we never get to see the fisticuffs being thrown but we, she tackles him yeah <laughs> we never see it but i was like that moment i was like sign me up let's fucking go right. yeah. these twists are crazy like i did not expect to see okay. dr percy especially homer working for dr percy dr percy where are you coming from it's hap man yeah it is <laughs> fuck that guy. yeah speaking of twists the craziest twist was when dr roberts takes over uh nina's case as a therapist and they're in a one-on-one -on -one session and she hears like thumping in the vents. He's like, yes! that's you right now. And he's like, oh, oh that's me. Let me go God. check. He like taps <laughs> his hand. She's like, but you did that too. <laughs> like that was you. Yes. Like, no at the time. And then the chick, what I only realized on the second watch was the, the administrative assistant comes in and says, we're also having a plumbing issue. And the dude in a pink coat is running. He's super fast. Diego can't catch him. Yes. Football, that, like was yes. was he oh, actually yeah. materialized in that dimension? Yes. And, there, okay, so that was one of the biggest articles I read was Homer yeah. Dimension Two um, was that close to meeting Homer Dimension One when he had his NDE mm -hmm. because he has his NDE, travels to the mental hospital, and then learns the second movement by eating the fish from the tank. Which also amazing. I didn't pick this up the first time. How it's in the shape of the yeah, it's the in the shape of the, the, the yeah. That's that's incredible. How about yeah, when he they eats actually the sushi? Met. Which is just ugh, how about so when good. he how about when he eats the sushi on the date and like is brought back to that that he chokes to me right is, yeah that yeah. to me is uh -huh. like the first moment where he's like wow I didn't get that I didn't either. put that together either I mean I I thought he choked mm -hmm. and because because he was choking he was having a thing but I did he's not eating catch, like a raw amazing. fish thing that's yeah incredible yeah. I love that we've cumulatively watched this through like eight times uh -huh. between all of us and we're all introducing <laughs> Wait, new like truly someone else brain like, dump no on me like i need i need more of this like but did you okay. see this part <laughs> okay i have a question that hopefully one of you can answer so when she's talking to old knight the octopus she experiences an nde <laughs> Oh yeah, let's what, talk about what, that. This is yeah, complete okay. just future seasons. This stuff. would have been future seasons. I, I was just making sure there was nothing I missed, but like all we saw was she was on a plane moving towards the front and mm -hmm. she like grabs this blonde, mm -hmm. it looks like coconut head, but it wasn't blonde. it wasn't Steve's haircut, no. right? No, no, yeah. it he looked Steve like Steve has multiple haircuts yeah, though. He had, he had it was like cut. bleach blonde, it looked like a short gentleman, too. Yeah. I do yeah, there's nothing no to guess, guess yeah. on that because that mm -mm. was totally the future. 
Mm-hmm. Which sure. is of what dimension and at what point, like a season three thing, probably. But what did he say? He said, I'm going to show you your true face. So could it have been her that turned around? Because she does have a short haircut in the end. She does. Could you imagine? Holy fuck. Like she turns around and it's Britt Marling sitting on a plane next to Jason Isaacs Two with people, a short haircut. One dimension? Do you think that Britt Marling from that one dimension would be referred to as your true self? I don't though? know. That doesn't seem right. I don't know. Maybe though. I, th- yeah, there's this is straight conjecture. For no, this. totally. And also, yeah. another scene that there's just straight conjecture for too yeah. is what the unless I'm wrong, but what the hell is going on with the the Homer that's like tr- licking backs and shit? Oh my god, fucking shit! I that was such that a weird opening we scene. Got we got nothing after that. that. That was gonna be crazy. God damn that it! That was gonna be like. That girl was like interdimensional or something where she was like, I have just don't have any guess. Well, that one. So that one is Homer because he's like, I only Looking. touched her once mm-hmm. or I only like I wouldn't know. So he's just like around there hopping. Maybe he didn't actually die in that field. He jumped to another place. I don't know. Well, I, it's it, definitely Homer, it though, but it could- because he's. I mean, unless that's the in-between because he still ends up at point B and dies in O.A.'s hand before they jump to. So he was the reality tr- that's adjacent to ours. No, I think Homer jumped into that dimension and was just being blocked by Dr. Roberts. I don't think that he hopped a middle dimension, although I will say he was kind of passed out longer when they show the moment that they came to and and Hap jumped into Renata and Scott and they all jump in. Homer was passed out for extra 30, 20 seconds. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been a quick little uh, way station. A little pit stop. A little pit stop. Just, that scene was so crazy. Yeah, just what? Where? And just like, as like the cold open too is like, what the fuck? Like you think it's going to, you get nothing. I'm you sure you'd get so it. much in three, four, and five. But Homer looks so much better with the beard, man. It's crazy when they show the flashbacks of old Homer. You're like, whoa, you think that beard Homer is Homer. <laughs> yes. And then you see old Homer and you're like, oh, baby. I love that he was wearing his uh, championship ring too the whole time. Oh. That's amazing. It's fucking awesome. Love Wait. that. The details. Yeah, like man. the one they tried to mail in mm-hmm. season one. In, in wet dimension. Dr. Yeah. Roberts is wearing it because he never got hurt. So mm-hmm. he would have. Speaking of that, um, you know how in this dimension, Nina Azaroff never died or never went blind and never uh, had the bus accident. So in this one, I don't think I really paid attention to Rachel in season one that much. But so Rachel's NDE fuck I it's a car crash a car crash but she came out of it fine mm-hmm. and her but in this dies? one she had a car crash and mm-hmm. that's what the did the aphasia yeah which is cool speak. so like her nde in this dimension yeah. actually did fuck her up and yeah. make yes. it which i thought was great i was like oh i didn't pick that up and when i was reading it, it had something to do with like she was wearing a red backpack and at some point buck I, drove too. I was like what the fuck are they drove talking about? Uh, buck r- on a bike went by it yeah and there was a red backpack i was like what the fuck speaking of things we also don't get an answer yeah. to yeah. when you were saying red it reminds me of also kareem's kareem's dream yes, of falling him like it's him skateboarding he looks over sees the oa in a red dress and then he was just him falling off a cliff. I don't think we ever got an answer to that, right? Like, it's like I dream this. Mm-mm. It's just a dream. But I will say, I but think that was it's... like introduced. That was literally the first yeah. thing of season two. Like the first thing. It was never enough that he saw Nina in that red dress mm-hmm. that they go into the knob house, the nightclub. Yeah, it's or whatever. Oh yeah, XY, it's like it's... the X Y Z thing. She is actually mm-hmm. in that dress in the house though, because then she came, comes out all fucked up after the tree, and everyone's looking at her like, "What the yeah. fuck's going on with this chick?" 
But he looks at her and was like, I dreamt this. Like, because he has the vision of her looking at him on that cliff or whatever. And he's like, whoa, baby. Yeah. What did we all think of the Pierre Ruskin character? I thought he was like... Spider-Man. I, Didn't need him. like Spider-Man? No, no, well, he's I'm from be, Spider-Man. I'm going to be honest. I thought... It- is the, in the um Andrew it's Garfield Alexis one? Bledel's husband. No, he's the Ick Man, isn't he? The mm. Ick Man that we made fun of him with the Ick face. It is no, it's absolutely not, not, not Dane DeHaan. You get out of here. <laughs> Fuck right off. You're right. It, it, he's from he, Mad Men. He's in. Um, he's in uh, the. He is Alexis Bledel's husband. He's in a couple yeah. Netflix shows. Um, I didn't need him. I didn't need <laughs> him. Is, he's like Spider Man. <laughs> he's not Spider Man. I know Spider Man. Anyone ever see Mad Men? He's he, in Mad Men, yeah. Okay, so he's in Mad Men. He's yes. in Altered Carbon, which is another Netflix show. He's yeah. He's... That came up on my Netflix. Did they make another season of that? Shut up about no, it. Good, good. I'm gonna be honest because of the when we get introduced to Pierre Ruskin and he has that slow turnaround, the music changes, he's in the pool, and for a second I was like, "That's fucking Homer." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I saw the beard and like it was like the the brown hair and i was like that's Round fucking face. homer this yeah. is crazy and then i was like oh wait that's totally not homer. i hate that it was like because they make this big reveal out of it and yeah i i get that we're getting an incomplete story but it felt like it was like this big reveal and he turns around and it's like i've never seen this dude before in my yeah. fucking life see i enjoyed the pierre thing on my second watch through only because of the story that fake nina tells hap right when she's awakened she awakens nina and they she goes in she's like get the vodka you know where it is like all that stuff like she's pretending so to be nina and she has the conversation because she let all of nina's memories back into her she has the conversation about how dr percy planted into pierre's mind the idea of crowdsourcing to eventually lead to the game is and then nina i think is the one that pushed michelle in this universe to play the game to to travel dimensions like there's such a butterfly effect there that i appreciated a lot more the second time around because there was like way more tying of pierre in the background and i also loved the dream things and like how that that ending felt satisfying to me yeah let's chat about the dream like um center Mm -hmm. where they go curie and and this is where I, i actually have a lot of questions around um so the crowdsourcing idea is that essentially Pierre Ruskin identified that there was information, valuable information to be had from collecting people's dreams as they dreamt collective things about a future state or about an alternate universe where technologies and capabilities were already arrived at and he was stealing them from other dimensions. This is what I've written down. He's trying to locate patterns and dreams, right? And it was the tunnel the size of a coffin, a curved double side staircase and a rose stained glass window. The only house that the only place in the world that has the same place was the knob house. Sure. But so then they were like, OK, what is with this house? What is so freaky with this house? That's the crowd. So Nina bought it or Nina owns it through a trust, whatever. And then that's when they started doing the crowdsourcing. So you're saying, what? no, I, he was crowdsourcing before that because they said, remember, there was the they played Kareem played basketball with a group of people he met this woman and they walked on the street and she said this guy knew about uber and lyft ride sharing he invented that shit and he knew about all these ideas before they were ever Mm. established in our dimension so are we meant to think that he was using this curie technology or idea to gather information from future state or other dimensions where the technology was already implemented and then take it love that i took it as he he figured out that dreams had predictive powers of okay. the future 
and he had the proof of concept mm-hmm. from the thesis that Nina wrote when she was in college. That's what connected Pierre and Nina. So I think he he thought they predicted the future and he was able to use that to predict rideshare blowing up and becoming rich and rich and rich. <laughs> I never thought that he was that they were stealing from different dimensions okay. because okay. the dreams were peeking into different dimensions. <gasps> okay. But that's equally as valid now that you're Got it. Agreed. great when we all piece that together. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with it, but the collective mind. Well, but so those are the things that we were just saying is what led him to then uh, well, use ha- that yeah. information those to, things to do on the- top of hat being his personal therapist yeah that planet or not hat it was actually dr percy yeah. that planted the crowdsourcing idea so yeah i think i think those things combined together and i'm i'm sure that the reason like you can just kind of write it off to the whole how how in this dimension you know how uh prairie and um hap are connected like that's how like fate brought them together in that way but yeah i mean there's pieces i'm sure we're going to get more of next season but but that was one of the main things where i'm like what the fuck is this center yeah and piecing it like together as a collective mind makes a lot more sense in that mm-hmm. yeah that okay got it yeah. and then God, they were using good. it when 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 pierre tells the story about how there was a fourth object <gasps> and we brought in sketch artists across the world like the music was killing it mm-hmm. i was sitting there like let's fucking go let's, yeah. fucking go let's fucking go that reveal was so good mm-hmm. and he's like the house is literally calling to you it's haunting mm-hmm. of hill house bro that house is pulling yeah you in. and it was nice because Kareem, you think he's he's kind of a dick to Michelle, quote unquote, grandma, right? He's kind of a dick to her. And he is that like reluctant, reluctant detective in the beginning. But he turns it around, right? That like he's he's on it. He is he's determined. He wants to get this done. But I mean, I think the douchiness comes in. He's like, you got money like this poor grandma just wants her fucking granddaughter. That part was a little scummy. But the fact that she also wasn't being. Yeah, she wasn't being 100 percent truthful the entire time either. So, of course, his reaction is like. If you're not gonna, I love when he says me, the thing gonna... about her knowing more English than she's letting on. Like yeah. he just calls her son. It's, he's so good. I love him. But all I was gonna say is, I think that moment with the drawings is one of the things that makes Cream go, "Oh my god, yeah, this what is happening? What is going on? There's what you, something going on." What do you guys feel about the like power of this house and like just what were your overall takes of like the introduction of a new space that is integral to what we're looking at? There's multiple ways to travel. It's not just the hand signs. So the house was a way of travel. Like you didn't even need to do the hand signs to do the I, I don't really have any many thoughts. I just want to get that clarification that yeah, it's yeah, a place yeah. of travel, right? Like you can just open that door up and you'll travel. You, you can walk through it. Did? You can walk through it as a house well, or you can walk through it as a puzzle. Too, yeah. Oh. I'm wondering oh, why away oh, technically because she went through the stained glass window but she didn't travel to that dimension at that point in time she later did didn't she when i don't she, think she made it through the stained glass window who, i think that was just a regular window isn't that when she talked to the trees and stuff it was not the rose window it was another okay. window gotcha. yeah lots of windows in that so house, yeah. michelle didn't travel buck traveled when when she no she when she got to, in that video is when she traveled that's why and her body basically becomes consciousnessless. Because she was sitting in that bed in Pierre's mansion this whole time. That's what the grandmother was saying. Go find my Michelle. Find the bring the consciousness. She knew where physically Michelle was sitting, but Michelle traveled and left her body there with nothing to fill. I think they refer to it as a comatose state. Yeah, because that's what the, that's what the French girl said. So we don't think when we see Buck climbing up the ladder at the end of Kareem, is that dimension one Buck or is that dimension two Michelle? 
two Michelle and three Buck body. Yes. We think Buck, BBA, French, and Angie Angie stayed and BBA. And they're just just standing in that empty graffiti wall pool. Why do we think that? Because we don't have any reason not to do. believe that. Yeah. That's my big question. Where did they go? Every time I think you they're do the dead. All five of them. All, you send one no, person. The movements yeah. open it up. Well, the people. That's not the, true. That's when not true. Hap yeah. and them from from season one went, they all traveled. Yeah, that's true. I think Hap all of them traveled. Yeah, that's my big question. Season one, they didn't all travel. Only OA did. No, OA. Yeah, when the when the shootings when the shooting happens, none of the other well, ones were traveling. Maybe because OA died prematurely by the gunshot. I just think that it's not it's not all or nothing. Guaranteed. No, the gunshot was a way for her to travel. You travel if you die because Hap injected them with something that was going to let Kill their them. bodies die yes. anyways. So you must die to be able to jump. Meaning Homer was dying mm-hmm. in that in dimension two. Dr. Roberts was dying. So that was his way to jump. How did Prairie slash Nina in, in dimension two she, died, drop from she the- died because the dove flew into her and she dropped. Got it. Hap Dunno. Um, but also we should probably clarify you don't if you use the window, you don't need to die because Buck or Michelle True. didn't die in season in dimension two. Michelle didn't die because well, maybe only because they were videotaping and song and kept her her body alive, but she didn't have a con- I don't know. That seems like a leap. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm just saying that maybe since they were keeping tabs and they could get to her, they kept her body alive. Yes. But she didn't have a consciousness. She her brain didn't have any. It would have been like she was brain dead. Yeah, correct. Exactly. But they sustained her. Right. Yeah. But you have to die. I mean, they di- she would have died. Like she technically, if they left her there for two more hours, she would have died. Like Jesse. Nah, I mean, Jesse we would just be but... debating semantics. I know I it's know. crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this because it sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just kind of like theorizing. I'm just so lost in this interdimensional traveling conversation right now. I'm just kind of thinking like, what if Homer licking the backs was just a scene being filmed in the fourth? Would that be the fourth? Yeah, it would be the fourth dimension. It wasn't like maybe it wasn't anything meaningful, but maybe he was just acting out a scene because him in the first dimension that could have technically, quote unquote, been a part of the film, I guess. And them touching only one time could have been a quote from the movie, maybe. Okay, new new theory on what that is is because we only see Prairie like the OA, the original Dimension One, and Hap from the original Dimension pop up in this in the last scene of the last episode. Homer wasn't there. What if Homer went to this other dimension? And the reason he's trying to say I need to lick her back is because she's gonna he's gonna try and attempt to do what the OA did at the end of season one, where he's gonna will himself to her. But in order to do that, he needs to get closer. Like he only has ever touched her once. Like the closer he can get to the idea of the original OA, the the more easy he will have, more easy time he'll have jumping to her. So you think Dr. Roberts slash Homer version got sent to this like prehistoric shit? To a completely different dimension. Yeah, I think that's probably likely of where season three would have like started off now. Because there's nothing else to really go off. Let's write it. <laughs> we could never. I was thinking about. about I would never the presume. We're piecing together right now. We have, we are, we almost have the complete story, right? Yeah, we're no, I would there. never presume. I just, like, I just don't understand how Brit and Zhao don't say this is a five season show. Like, I mean, I guess you, yeah, fight should for crowdsource a it. It's almost like they should crowdsource it. Yeah, but you fight for a season. I get that, but it's also like once season one gets push to season two you almost say okay but seriously this is five seasons like look at these script i I look at our our storyboard and whatever and i just don't understand 
how it didn't get picked up. And I love the theory that this is all just like some OA bullshit where the cancellation was fake and we're going to get a, a random been. season three it drop. Really, truly That'd be been. the coolest of all time. But I mean, people were like doing hunger protests over this shit. So I, I really hope so that so it wasn't that because do we yeah. have any like thoughts on because I Kathleen and I were texting before this and I was kind of like, I feel like there are all these elements introduced to it that are uh, feel like parallel paths to this interdimensional travel, like this idea of dreams and this idea of communicating with nature and this idea of puzzles as like a games too. A form Video of communication. Games. Yeah. And like the communication between the puzzle maker and the player, like what is that? Is there any, like, would you guys think that. of that or like, would anything you, pulled from that or picked up like, on are you saying like, that there's a possibility this is all like predetermined well, not predetermined but like there's an architect that's like maybe but like more more like why these why are these concepts being introduced where we've already laid this groundwork that we're talking interdimensional travel and then now there's also these big questions being asked about like what does well, like what are the dream states mean and like what is the relationship like why is this puzzle thing so important and the trees and old night like what did you guys pick up from that anything i see you mulling over there like clearly thinking their tags i don't have an answer for you i don't know because it seems like the game is isolated to the one dimension like that was just a mechanism for pierre to get his guinea pigs to like mm. throw themselves at the house for his own purposes because he wanted to know what was up with the house would you agree that it's basically like the parallel of of what hat was doing in season one in dimension one he was using his experiments to find to do interdimensional where pierre in dimension two is using his game Ooh. right yeah, and Hap's involved with that game too. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah, we find exactly. out. So yeah, Hap's fingerprints are. It's all not over like that, obsession, but... right? Mm -hmm. You'll go to any lengths mm -hmm. to get your answers. There are three overarching questions I have. I don't even think they can be answered, but I'll just we'll go one at a time. I think the one that I have is um, Zendaya's role. Like, why was she older in the house when Kareem came and picked her up, and then when she came out of the house, she wasn't old. They have mercury poisoning. the The portal, the house is on like a well right. that produces mercury, and that causes hallucinations. They told them in the hospital. I got a right. counter. To oh, that. so he was actually Well, we're led to believe that he was hallucinating Zendaya believe, being yeah. old, and then when he got splashed with water, that kind of like talk canceled out some of the toxins potentially. Okay. Counter quote. I think that could also have some underlining meaning, though. Like, it old night says to Nina slash OA. Every lie you tell takes time from you or ages you, something to that nature. And you're already running out of time in this dimension and others. That to me was something that I conveyed over to like this idea that when you, if you're stuck in the game or in the puzzle or in the house, it is taking away time from you. Like you are aging in this way that you wouldn't outside of it. Wow. I love that. I was not thinking that. Love it. Yeah, I figured there would be like, so, like, I don't think it was just as simple as like hallucinations. If anything, that's what we've been told not to believe. Like things aren't as simple as they just appear scientifically. Like just some things just can't be explained at the end of the day. And that just to me was one of those things. And it's also what the medium and the engineer. So the engineer ended up reaching the highest level of the puzzle. Right. He was solving it. He was trying to solve it and then ended up being in comatose. So it was basically like just 
freezing him in time. So I feel like there's something in the house where you can't, like you're not meant to reach a certain level. Only Kareem is meant to reach a certain level. So when you have the fortitude or like the wits to get you to a certain point, like uh, intellectually to cross, like I'm on the next level, I'm on the next level, right? Zendaya's character was clearly very bright. But she gets to a point where it's no longer meant for her. It was not for her uh, to solve. That's good because she would never, even if she went back in the house, she never would have reached past the point that she got to. She wasn't meant to. I like that idea a lot. But wait, you just said something that I didn't pick up on the first, the second time, I guess, watching it. They said that the engineer went into comatose yes. when he got, to, yeah. So, so he just traveled. No! Right? Yeah. That Shut means the fuck he finished. Up! That means he Shut finish. the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> Because that's right. what you he, do when he you go eventually dies. Exactly. Or Michelle, yeah. not Buck. Exactly what Michelle Where did. Where is he? Yeah, so, he literally could have yeah! been a character. Okay. He could have been a character in the in that next dimension, next season. Well, it's, Luke, I didn't have said that, and I didn't even realize. Could have been a character <laughs> in well, the first dimension. Did you use that word comatose because they say it? They say oh, it. Okay, then yeah, that has to be what. Yeah, were you're right. At. You're right. That's awesome. And then could that old lady that Homer was licking backs from, could that oh my be God, the, stop it. the wife the of the up. architect? <laughs> the medium? No. Yeah, the medium. No, she just dies. No. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Okay, second question you had. You said you had um, three. I guess it was regarding the architects. We kind of already talked about that a little bit. And then the third one was, I guess it's more of just a general, like just us theorizing based off of it. Like, where do you think all these people are? Like, where is BBA right now? Do you think where is Raheem? Right. Like, those are two people Raheem. that are just like done. Like, once Raheem explains the meaning for B- BBA and everything and like just both of them just seem to disappear almost. I don't think anyone is gone. I think they would have come back a million different ways and times in the next season. But I also think that we can't possibly know where they are, which sucks. Now I'm just kind of also thinking when Scott went into the house as a puppet for Hap, he did he get teleported into his pool body or I think that was straight up just him gassing Scott. Right. Was I mean, it was in that he had that he led him to the house because he had that he had the seed. You need to go to the house to get the seed. But I think he just. That was like a plan and we know he wanted stay- the seed because he wanted to go to that dimension where he and Britt are married. Yes. Oh, that's exactly yes. what it is. 100%. Yep. He he that's why he had Homer ask Scott about his NDA NDE experience. And he was like videotaping him. You remember that happened in episode seven? And he wanted the details of what Scott saw, the few the the re- alternate reality that he saw when he found out the little details that he did. He pieced together what that meant for himself. And then went to that dimension. He's basically like, I want to go to He's like, yeah, that he, decision. He, he was yeah. an experiment to see where he would go if he followed Scott. Yeah. And also, Scott was awesome in season two. Oh my God, he's so great. He's like, so amazing. much. Amazing. Oh. He's just like decking people for the OA. Like, he rides for he's OA. Clean, yeah. He's the man. Oh, so yeah, he's sick. Awesome. Agreed. Love the character growth for a lot of people, too. I know we already kind of had our Steve gushing, but I just want to mention like emphasize the fact that he had changed so much for me by the end of like season one, I was definitely already on the the upswing for Steve, but season two comes and he is just the man. Like he puts Jesse's head on his shoulder. He fucking does all these. I saw that scene when they're on the bus and he's like telling Jesse to just like sleep on his shoulder. I literally thought of you, Kathleen. I was just like, I have like my last couple notes. And my second one is Steve having Jesse sleep. I just knew you would write that down and just absolutely love that. I love that moment too. It was Mm -hmm. just so great seeing Steve just, from going from punching people in the throat to just being a brother to all these people. It's just amazing. Brother. <laughs> Literal brother to the OA, by the way. You got it on the podcast here. 
I want to hear gun to our head what all five of us think the brother is because my money's on Steve. Actually, yeah. Steve, no. I've it. set it into existence. It's got to be Steve. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's either Steve or Kareem, and I don't think it would be Kareem if, at this point. If, what if no, he serves a higher way, purpose. What if in some way Hap is some twisted brother? In, gross. Like he's it trying can't to be help Homer. I'll be grossed out. I'll be grossed out by both. Well, at least she's not Why trying would to kiss out by Homer if, because she's like in love with Homer and it's her brother. It's sick. Do we all are, not Steve? I also kind of took brother as it not being like a literal brother. Like it's just like a brother is someone who like protects yeah, as a protector. Yeah. So I didn't mm-hmm. think I think I, you could I'm take it either literal. way. We don't know. You take a literal. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Steve. That's my that's my vote. I think it is. You guys kind of convinced me a little bit that it's Steve, but it's because of just how he pops up in the third dimension. She's going to be defenseless hap's gonna if, if steve didn't show up at the end right there and homer truly did go to the witch reality hat was just gonna have his goddamn like whatever Agreed. he wants the witch reality yeah wait, is that not where- <laughs> no you're right she <laughs> knows exactly where we're going in she <laughs> dimensions but, one two three and the witch dimension how awesome <laughs> this is directly connected to steve showing up in that third dimension it was great like directorial symbolism of this new Steve is sprinting towards the ambulance, which is just right how he ends season one of sprinting oh. towards the ambulance to try and get Angel the away. But this time he you. catches it and jumps in. He goes, Hey, Hap. can I say my quick notes? Because yeah. it's relevant. My first one is Steve is fast. He's a fast runner. When he gets out of the car, ambulances are in this reality. No, no. When he gets out of the car and sprints back to Jesse's body, he's so fucking fast. I was like, this man's runs for a living. Okay, second. You see his you see his body. You see his body. That man definitely runs for a living. I'm glad that we got the flashback of Happen the crew in season one doing the movements. I just loved yeah, that, that we actually good. got that. Mm-hmm. Steve having Jesse sleep on his shoulder. I love I texted this to Luke. I had went through two whole episodes and I had one exactly one note, and it was just OA saying to Kareem when he was like, You're not crazy, are you? She goes, I'm not mentally ill, but I do think logic is overrated. And I just loved that line. I thought it was so sick because she she's smart enough to know that she can't seem crazy. She'll just get thrown right back in. But she well, is that is that the conversation she has with Kareem on the boat? It's not. It's I think it's when they right get outside. Conversation. That's an amazing. She's like, I know what I'm saying is unbelievable and it sounds crazy, but you just have to believe me. Like, how could I tell you this? If it was real, like how would I convey those words to you? Yeah. I just thought that conversation was amazing. Agreed. Yeah. And then my last one is just French coming out to Steve was so cute. And he's like, you're into me, dude. Oh you're God. into me. It's such a fucking Steve reaction too. It was perfect. Yeah, it was it's perfect. exactly what I would want is someone to say something like that to Steve's me instead of, because of course, French thinks Steve's going to be like a dick about yeah, it. Like and he's just like, you're into me. Like, this makes so much sense. I'm like, that's an amazing reaction. As someone who has come out to people, I'm like, that's a good reaction. I would like, you know what I mean? It's great. People are gay, Stephen. Yeah, that's great. I love that. He's like, I know. so good. That's such a good, so good scene in season one. But yeah, any last thoughts? Any I mean, thoughts? this, I could never explain the show to someone like actually. Like, Mm-mm. if someone was like, go through the show, tell me about this. No, I can't. I can never. Rem- I was like, it's so weird and crazy that I can't remember any of it because it's two years. And now I'm like, I don't know. It just mind fucked me. Because it is two such years a, ago. It is such a well developed story. And it's so just like you said, the people who wrote it were just so intelligent that it's just you can't explain this to a normal person. Because I'm not normal, I get it all. But yeah, my, and I wouldn't recommend it to any 
any old it's a very dummy. Niche show, yes, I, I agree. It's I a agree very niche that. show. If they don't, if you don't like, if you don't have a source of like understanding what's going on and everything, like I can totally see why you would be put away from this show. Well, listen, I mean, we said it on all the pitch downs. Pitch down is like pretty vulnerable. There's something that pisses me off more than me like curating a recommendation for somebody and being like, I think you will love the OA, and then just like not understanding. I mean. You're totally allowed to have your own opinion, right. but also you should like it because it's cool. That's what it's Paul, great. who has watched, <laughs> Paul has watched 40 minutes of the first episode and he's done. And I was like, dude, it's a long episode. It's a slow you, but you're, he yeah, didn't you're, even get to the title credits. No, he didn't. Ne- he never met Hap. So I was like, bro, you don't even know what the show's about. And he's like, right. I get it. you guys always talk it up. But like, I don't know. I was like, dude, you don't know any. You're right. But you don't I know. also get that. Watch I mean, it. if you're not in the right headspace to watch something like this, you're not going to like it. Yeah. I It took me two watches on the pilot. I had to go back. I, here's go here's what I have to say about anyone who is listening right now to Binchtown TV, Pitchtown episode covering season two of the OA. Get yourself people to talk with about it, because honestly, it like the collective we're we're all going to bring a little bit more yeah group think baby we're all going to bring a little bit more information into it and i feel like the perp like one of the main things about the show too is like these larger ideas that need to be discussed like they need they're just better off being spoken out loud to a group of people and i think just get yourself get yourself a group of homies Love Dude, it. We just changed my whole perspective. Totally. Like I was like, six times. I literally on the walk here, I go, convince me. <laughs> me who brought this show as my pitch town rep. Julia, this is your pitch town and we can't convince you. And you I have got, to convince us. I didn't remember jack shit about it because yeah. there are so many concepts. There's so many things you're playing with that it honestly like almost go- it's too much for for you to absorb as just yourself. You've got to talk to people totally about agree. it. Yeah. Well, that's why we podcast, right? I mean, said it a million times. I don't care if it's not a single person listens to this. I love talking through these like really complicated shows with you guys. So love it. I don't have many more comments left, but uh, I will say we didn't. I, I thought Angie was great. The second watch through. I thought she was much better than I remembered her because she's just she's as for the squad as any of them at that point. Agree. And um, she was a good side character. Scott escalated up my ranks through the second watch through. Steve was always at the top, but still somehow got better like all the side characters and then kareem was great like all, every character was pretty good in the show and like i i don't know if you when you say you hate hap like i don't know if you hate him like joffrey or you hate no, him like, like a bad I mean, character because i think no it's i like love joffrey. to hate him it's like yeah. joffrey like well, i would love to just be able to go into game of thrones murder joffrey i would love <laughs> to be able to go into the oa and just murder yes, hap yes, and solve yes. all these issues for he everybody. is a well-written character though fuck, there all was the one more thing uh, there was one more thing i wanted and to fuck renata because fuck that bitch yeah i'm glad she smashed uh the glass for a homer though she's but like you put me in my cage that that was a good realistic take and good to throw it on the worst character of the travelers saying like yo like the psychiatrist is telling you you're crazy and you're and it's believable that someone would be able to be convinced into that because you know if you wake up in a mental hospital what are you gonna do yeah scott said that was a worse cage than he ever had us in in the last dimension is not 
understanding that what you think was truth is false oh, or have, having been manipulated in that way. That's why I think Hap is one of like the better written villains I've ever seen because mm. he's just so manipulative behind the scenes and he, he wields his, his kind of power of authority just by being a, a doctor, essentially mm-hmm. just because there's a doctor at the beginning of his name. People believe him mm-hmm. and think that he's I literally was like, better why, than all his patients. Why can't they go into a dimension where he's just like a fucking scum? Like no one takes him for his word. Like yeah. why, where's that? dimension man right i figured out my last thought but just to get the conversation going is if homer did actually see himself in that vent do you think something would have happened like do you think hypothetically the universe would have blown up do you think they could have had a conversation (laughs) with each other would like entities just not allow that to happen homer should have reached out in his nd and held it and just (laughs) chilled there and been like hey (laughs) <laughs> but no, I mean, that would have, I, I mean, going with that train of thought, if he like peeked up with his eyes instead of just reached a hand and was eye to eye with himself, I, he probably would have went right back to Nina and started listening to her story. Yeah, quicker, been like, quicker step to belief. Okay, keep talking. Like, I, I'm with you now. I think that's more along the lines of like a, of like a time traveling kind of story where if you did that, everything else wouldn't make sense. Like it had to happen in that way, not just for the story to make sense, but like because of like the butterfly effect of seeing that affected the reality to make that happen. I so think I it would have affected happen. less of dimension one Homer because he's in an NDA, right? Anything can happen in an NDA. You see yourself, you're like, what a crazy dream. It would have affected dimension two Homer because he's in real life looking over that thing and seeing himself. He'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I just, <laughs> like he's awake. Doing I just that. imagine it. Maybe like he just like t- they touch and they, or they look at each other and they just merge. And then in, in that moment, dimension sure. one Homer's, Homer would oh, have just been dead. Would have just been dead after oh. an NDE experience. Like he wouldn't have never been able to wake. Like it would have been a comatose. Like yeah. he wouldn't have actually been dead. He His just wouldn't have become. Would have been pulled into, pulled that, into dimension, that dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any rules? Like we don't know what the fuck. Exactly. Rules yeah. Are. I just wasn't sure. Like if you guys maybe thought the whole world would just blow up or you know, <laughs> something. So I just wanted to. That was my last comment on the show. Overall, though, season two. If you are listening to the end of our, well, at this point in time, you've already seen it all, but. Season two was just so much better than season one to me. I Don't absolutely say it like that. I, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, just for me, like I just had these feelings, I guess, because of the hype that I heard about the show that maybe my expectations were really high for season one and they weren't entirely met. But this season was just like, I couldn't put it down. I fucking loved every bit of this season. Nine out of ten. Fuck yeah, I'll take it. Okay, so I would say, unlike Dave, I actually really, really liked season one as well as season two. So, like, I I think instant take after I finished season two for the first time was that I preferred season one to it, which I think is a pretty hot take in this circle, at least. No, agreed. Um, But when I went back and rewatched it and talking it out with you guys, I think there are a lot more intricate plot lines going on in season two. There's a lot more to think about. I think the introduction of Kareem and, like, you guys were saying that kind of made it more of a detective mystery i think that was a really good element to add to the show that's already bending genre so why the hell not throw detective mystery into it but yeah season two it was really really good i don't think i was as crazy about it as you guys were i'm gonna give it a solid eight out of ten that's solid as uh, with with i mean infinite potential for the last five minutes yeah. that they introduced like us you would have easily watched season three yeah, okay. Dude, come that's, on. That's, I need that yeah, on paper. Absolutely. I need that season, on the board. Season three would have just been wacky. Um, but yeah, it, it was very good. I would recommend it to uh, to anyone, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. One last question. What do the mafia and pussy have in common? You slip a digit too low, you're deep in shit. 
<laughs> a slip of the tongue and you're in deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Digit? digit too low? Yeah, what the fuck is a digit? <laughs> the way Homer was laughing at that, I was like, this is crazy. It was insane. It. It's maniacal. That's a great fucking joke. It Come is a great joke. And we also just need to say, Britt Marling is always beautiful, but the glow up from one to two is like they purposely make her look washed out. Of course, she's like, she's almost like dreamy. And the first one, she's like dreamy and like her. She's just like a wolf girl. Yeah. Like she's feral almost, you know? And then in this one, she's she is a high powered like she's just gorgeous. Her penthouse was unbelievable. That is a dream. That the tree lighting that yeah. changes. Obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with I that. I also love when they're in the like the early on in the season when they're poking around her room just looking for information she pulls out all the underwear and she's just like wow this is a that's that's mine i don't think you have any sweatpants yeah (laughs) and then the guy at the center was it called synergy no syzygy syzygy he he was when nina was asking her to tell tell me about myself and he's like you like sex a little bit too much she's like she's like didn't expect it at all Shout out to the homie, uh, very loyal front desk man at the hotel. What are they called? The, the, door, the man. door man. Yeah, yeah he was such a, a homie, yeah, yeah. such a homie. I'm like, he could be corrupt at any. Shout point. out to Darmy too. Who's that? Pink haired girl from Florida oh, Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what? The Florida Project. She's the she's the receptionist. Yeah, the receptionist. Uh, oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. And then Homer swipes left on her. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> also, Homer's date, that was sad. When he was splitting the bill, I was like, no, 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 no. Like that. It started, <laughs> it started off okay. Like, yeah, right. Intellectual conversations. What are we talking? Like, goodbye. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> okay. And it, Jewel, this was your pitch. We did three Shit. good episodes. Not every pitch town goes this far. Oh, what do you man, have to say? Guys, it's been a fucking ride. I wish there were three more seasons we could chat about. I watched the eight episodes in season two in the past 24 hours (laughs) unsure of what i was going to talk about tonight and let me say just grab some homies grab some homies grab some homies that's what we are chat it out five though yeah exactly must be five you guys ready (laughs) (laughs) this is us we're doing them you hear that (laughs) is that it luke you got any last words no i'm good all right. Well, that was Binge Town TV. That's our first completed Pitch Town series. Woo. A great way to do it, I think. I mean, without covering every episode, I I loved it. Um, looking forward to cover more Pitch Town. We're gonna finish up Winona Earp soon. We're recording season three soon, so that'll drop. Um, but if you like what you heard, follow us on Binge Town TV on Instagram and Twitter, BingeTownTV.com. We cover a bunch of different things. Shout out to our Patreon homies. We love y'all. So yeah, what anyway? <laughs> I need to start scripting these out. <laughs> <laughs> love y'all. Send me BBA. Send me only safer BBA. This is Binge Town TV. And thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.